talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Bag of bad champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This so void in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. What do we say, dog? They gotta play us! That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,209 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you haven't subscribed to my channel yet... Why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got something for the Godfather, Anthony Kazenza, or Trags, who's going to join us here? I got, I got two, two guests today. Um, or you just want to support the show, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. It's brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you got a rental property you don't want to manage anymore, you're looking for a rental property, check out T Properties. Also, you know what? I wear it every single day. I got it on today. That jackpot Joey, he is the greatest quarterback in the league. Not only is he an awesome football player, he can also hit home runs. He jacked four of them out yesterday at GABP. But if you want the hat or the flag or shirt or anything like that, go to jackpotjoey9.com, which is right there. Uh, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow uh, Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. Again, 
We raised a ton of money a couple weeks ago at the first annual Jackpot Joey golf outing. We were able to give it a check for uh, $10,000. So that's awesome. So like you said, we're just trying to help people out and, you know, wear some cool stuff. Anyway, what's up to everybody in the chat? Of course, Stranger was first. What's up? Brad's in there. Greg's in there. Crips in there. Jeff's in there. Crown, what's going on? Uh, Jeff and Ari said, Jeff, I think that's everybody. Oh, Tony's in. Tony Kemper is in there. Oh, my goodness. You haven't been in here in a while. What is up, my friend? Anyway, let's get to the Godfather, the originator of the Bengals podcast. It's Anthony Cazenza. AC, what's going on, brother? How you doing, Jeff? What's going on, man? Good, man. Just, you know, kind of sitting there chilling, waiting for waiting for a football season to start. But, I mean, I am enjoying the Reds right now. I know you're out in California, Ellie. Dela Cruz, we're having Dela Cruz mania here right now. I've been keeping tabs, my man. I've uh, As a young kid, actually, I actually liked uh, the Reds. There's a lot of players I, I liked growing up on the Reds, and I was a big Pete Rose guy despite some of the other stuff that he got in trouble for. Um, love the way he plays the game. And now I'm having fun watching, you know, I, I, a guy I used to podcast with, Mickey Mentzer, is now in the front office of the Reds. So Ooh, uh, go. he goes, yeah. At, at See, that's why I call you the godfather. You've been around for well, a while. <laughs> I know. I know. Probably too long by for some people's taste. But, um, yeah, but no. So, I, you know, I've been keeping the tab, tabs on those Reds, man. They're, they're playing some fun baseball right now. Exactly. All right. Let's get to the next guest. He is another – he's a Bengals – Beat writer, he's got a great article. I'd say he's also been tweeting about the Reds too. So I think he's kind of a Reds fan too. Let's get the Trags. What's going on, Trags? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Looking hey, good, John. How are, Anthony, how are you? Doing well. I, I people aren't here to see me, Mike. We know that they're here to see you, my friend. <laughs> I, I hope you uh, can forgive me for my um, casual uh, where and where I am. I am. <laughs> In my car, just got done with a workout and wearing my Villanova National Championship 2018 Ooh, T-shirt. There you go. Hey, you got if you know the workout, you got to have the sleeves off, you know, so you can show the guns there. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, the gun show isn't ready for uh, prime time yet. <laughs> okay, when it is, I'll let you know. <laughs> right, exactly. So I kind of titled this this show, the, you know, Bengals and Reds Super Fan or Super Team because you know the Reds went to the GABPSA and hit dingers and the Reds have. Actually, been a lot of fun. I know they lost today, but they've been a lot of fun to watch lately. Yep, dude, I can't remember a time ever in my lifetime that hasn't happened yet. The Reds are still young, but is there a chance the Reds and Bengals could both be good at the same time? So, Anthony, you remember 1990? I do. I right? do. I do. You both do. Um, the Reds won the World Series, swept the A's, and the Bengals uh, not only won the division, even though it wasn't a spectacular record, nine and seven. But they beat up on the Oilers, mm -hmm. and had things turned out a little differently in that divisional game, they probably get blown out in Buffalo. But still, um, they could have made a nice deep run into the playoffs. That's the last time I can remember both teams being this good. Um, sure, in 2012, the Reds had a great season, and the Bengals were in the playoffs. Uh, and in the midst of five straight runs uh, and losses in the postseason, uh, but uh, I think this is a little bit different because I think with the Bengals and the Reds, you have young superstars and the legit superstars in the making. And I think that's what separates uh, what's going on now, uh, as opposed to really what went on in 1990 and, and 2012. Exactly. I, I remember 1990 and I was talking to uh, Jeff Carr. I hit him. All, he's from Locked on Red. I hit him on the show yesterday. I said, actually, 
the amount of players that are coming up from the Reds right now kind of reminds me of the mid-80s. That's when Barry Larkin, Chris yeah. Stavo, Tom Browning, Eric Davis, all these guys That's came great, up and led yeah, to the comparison. 1990 yes. World Series. Uh, there's more of them coming up, I think, now. We still got a kid in AA in Dayton, uh, a shortstop, who uh, he might be here next year. So the, it's not only the ones we have now, it's the ones behind them. And it's and the thing is, that it's kind of reminded me, AC, uh, of the Bengals of 2020, 2021, where we got Joe Burrow, we got T. Higgins. You know, you can see it coming. That's kind of where I think the Reds are possibly at right now. You, uh, in that time, you saw the signs of a team that was getting there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you had Burrow, and that, granted, he got hurt in that year and all that, but you saw a lot of things out of T. Higgins. You saw a lot of things out of other players, young players, and you're, you're, you started to see the thumbprint in 2020 of Zach Taylor, what, what he wanted to do. You started to kind of build a little bit of confidence in Lou Anarumo after the, the really the all-around disaster from the year prior, and you started to kind of see – everything start to start to fall into place. And then of course the injury to Burrow happens and you never really would have known truly where the, where the rest of the year would have taken you, but lo and behold, then you get chase and 21 and then everything just kind of blows up right there. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, what's, what's really neat and granted I'm, I'm here in Southern California, so I don't have the exact same pulse on, on everything in the city as you two fine gentlemen do. But what's really cool is you're seeing generational players, generational yes. talents on both of the, on both of these teams and it's really, really exciting to see, at least from an outside perspective. And I know it's really exciting to see within the city and, and you know, fans of both teams. It's, it's, it's really cool. I know that there's a lot of focus on the offense. And, Anthony, I know you know this. But let's not forget Sam Hubbard and Logan Wilson and how the development of those two guys, mm-hmm. very young, very promising players on the defense, helped give Lou Anarumo a foundation he could build around. There's no doubt in my mind that without those two, um, they are not where they are now uh, defensively. And it's why they were able to bring in a guy like Mike Hilton and Cheeto Awuzie. Uh, and then they drafted very well, I think, the last two years. We'll see uh, how the three defensive picks do uh, this particular year. But uh, what they have going on the defensive side of the ball, Bengal fans should be just as excited to me about that Right. as they are about the kind of points they might be able to put up uh, with Burrow throwing to uh, Higgins and Chase. Right, exactly. And, and the article you had, you had today is, is talking about the the, the battle between uh, D.J. Turner and Jordan Battle, the, the secondary, which Lou is doing something he didn't want to do. He's going to have to start a lot of young players in the secondary, but it is what it is. I, I think he's got some pretty good players here, and it's going to be a pretty good battle. I mean, Nick Scott, he's got the shoulder right now, but he should be back for training camp. Why don't you elaborate a little bit more, Trags, on your article and on and on the secondary battle? So here's why I think Lou Anarumo has had a change of heart a little bit. He doesn't really, particularly as he said last year, uh, before the Miami Dolphins game on a Thursday night game, he does not like, or after it actually, he does not like playing rookies and starting rookies and throwing them right into the fire because they don't know what they don't know. Right. They just don't know the defense instinctively. But with Miles Murphy at Clemson, DJ Turner in Michigan, and Jordan Bat- Battle at Alabama. What do they all share? They played in big time programs with defensive minded coaches, and you're not going to find a more complex uh, defense than Alabama, Nick Saban in Alabama. Right. And I, I, you know, took uh, uh, Nick Scott, sorry, uh, yeah, Nick Scott off to the side and, and was talking to him about this, about Jordan Battle, and he said, Look, when we when I played at Penn State, 
a lot of it was vanilla and it took me a little while to adjust to the to the NFL and the Rams defense and what they were calling and all of that. I know that with Jordan coming in right away, given what he was exposed to at Alabama, he's going to be ready to hit the ground running much more than I was. So, you know, I think that's a, a pretty good testament to why Lou Anarumo might be changing his mind a little bit and willing to put a little more faith uh, and playing time in the hands of three rookies. Exactly. What's your, what's your thoughts on the, the uh, secondary battle there, AC? Well, I, I'm really interested. I mean, this, first of all, this is what happens when you have to restock with young and potentially start young talent. This is what happens when you're a good team and you finally start losing players in free agency. It's just the natural order of things. And so, you know, Lou Anarumo may have his hands forced a little bit to play some younger players, but also this is why you've drafted some of these players in the last two drafts where you drafted them, Dax Hill and then the young guys here to, to see where they're at. Look, I mean, you lost the two safeties, you lost Trey Flowers, and so now you're, you've got a group of guys where you got to find ways that they can come in and play, you know, up to or even surpass some of the levels of some of those players that they've lost with some of these young guys. It's a tall order. It's a tall task. I go back, you know, this may be a little bit of a reach in terms of, you know, comparison or, or I guess, hopes for the player. But I go back to when the Bengals drafted Sean Williams uh, out of Georgia in the third round. He was a guy who was an in-the-box safety only, wasn't wasn't supposedly adept to a lot of coverages and schemes and that sort of thing. And he grew into a pretty nice player for the Bengals as a safety. Ended up, you know, making a lot of interceptions and a lot of plays for the team down the road. I think Jordan Battle has a higher ceiling, um, played again in the SEC played against some really good teams. And as, as Mike said there, I mean, it's not only big, big programs, defensive minded head coaches, but it's also big games. They played in big games, high profile games and, and usually played pretty well. So uh, I'm excited. There may be a learning curve. It may be a little bit of a slow start if he is forced to play some of these younger guys earlier than expected. But, you know, I think there's a lot of talent and the athletic profiles of some of these guys are, are really, really high speed, athleticism, agility, all that stuff. And that's what the Bengals covet at a lot of those players. Now, I, this is another thing I kind of threw out there and Smash Adams is, is putting out there. He says, it wouldn't be surprised if battle starts week three or four. And I, I would be surprised if by the end, I'm just saying by the end of the season, battle is getting a lot more playing time, at least maybe starting. I, I don't know, because he, like you said, tracks, he did come from a very high uh, uh, intelligent program that he Nothing with against Nick Scott, but maybe it's a higher ceiling, I think, with Battle than Scott, maybe. Well, and, and, and I could see a situation if they go big nickel where yeah. they need a third yep. safety out there. That is the more likely possibility than it would be just throwing Jordan Battle out to the Wolves uh, out there with Dax Hill, who is a very bright player, a very athletic player. Everybody, I think, knows that. Uh, but Dax Hill is going to be your starting free, sef- free safety, and he's going to play the role obviously that Jesse Bates had. Um, I don't think you want to put too much uh, on a rookie player right out of the gate. And I don't think uh, I know Lou Anarumo doesn't want to do that. So, you know, I, I'd be a little bit cautious, but certainly there's going to be times and, and places like we saw with uh, Dax Hill last year uh, where he did get into some specialty packages. And I think that's the way uh, we can expect uh, certainly Jordan Battle to ease his way in, um, you know, barring any significant injury that would force Lou Anarumo's hand. Got it, AC. I just have a question for for Trags. I mean, and maybe I'm just reaching for some sort of, I don't know, logic in in some of these picks and stuff. But do you think there's anything in, you know, you mentioned the hesitancy of Lou Anarumo wanting to play 
younger players and rookies and that sort of thing. Do you think there's any kind of logic in the fact that, you know, you, you picked Dax Hill last year, you picked the, you know, the second round pick was his teammate and a guy who played in the secondary with him. Does that, was there anything there or do you think that helps the potential learning curve that some of these guys have played with each other uh, if they are going to be out there in high profile roles early on? I think the Bengals picked players that they figured Luana Rumo could coach quickly and coach right away. That's why I think the whole thing of playing at big schools and being exposed to a lot of different defensive packages uh, in college um, allows Lou Anarumo to feel a little bit more comfortable, like they've seen this before. They've actually played it before. It's not like they're studying it on film and now they have to go out and commute. See, one of the things, and everybody in that locker room on defense has told me this uh, this week and the last week during OTAs, it's one thing to uh, watch it on film and be taught it in the classroom. It's totally another to go out there, even in OTA practices, Mm -hmm. and make the right cuts, make the right reads, and be in the right place at the right time. That's really what these rookies have to work on. And um, so, Anthony, I would say to your question, I think Luana Rumo believes that these guys are more inclined to have been exposed to it in college. So it's more likely they'll be, be able to pick it up more quickly, uh, even in their rookie and second years. And one thing you said in, in your, in your, your uh, column here is, is to get that we get their first aha moment, like, you know, get that out of the way of when, when, cause it's going to happen. They're going to, there's something going to happen that they've never seen before going, Oh, okay. So what, well, what, and, what, and what, the, uh, the, well, what's important in that Iceman is the fact that when they have that moment, oh, aha, how do they respond to it? Is it like instinctive or do they have to take a second or two to react to it? And sometimes I know it doesn't sound like much, but a second or two can be the difference between, you know, keeping a guy in front of you for an eight yard gain and being completely, you know, out leveraged and allowing, you know, a slot receiver to get by you for a touchdown. And that's the thing that these guys have to, you know, work at picking up. And that's obviously what mini camp's going to be for next week. And it's what training camp is for. Exactly. Now, a question here from Preston. He said, where do you guys feel that DJ Turner fares in the cornerback battle? Well, I definitely think that uh, he's going to be behind um, Cam Taylor-Britt and Cheeto Awuzie. Um, but he obviously got some first team looks because Cheeto has not been cleared to take part in OTAs and he won't, I don't think won't definitely be uh, cleared for next week uh, for mini camp, but come, you know, training camp, it'll be interesting to see where he lines up, how many first team reps he gets. I can't, (laughs) I, I find it hard to believe that, you know, DJ Turner as fast as he is and he's lightning fast Four two eight speed is no joke. Right. Um, I, again, don't think that they would uh, throw him to the wolves right away. Um, and, you know, they have some other options in terms of their depth that they would go to before DJ Turner. But like with Dax Hill last year and like with Cam Taylor Britt, if they believe DJ Turner can help them on defense, they will find ways to put him in, you know, expanded packages, nickel, dime, even quarters, which uh, the Bengals played a little bit more last year. Um, that's the kind of, uh, you know, situation I could see DJ Turner easing his way into playing time in his rookie year. What's your thoughts on that there, AC? I, you know, I don't, it sounds like Cheeto um, and maybe even Leo Collins are doing pretty well in their, in their recovery um, from their respective knee injuries. Um, I'm, I still am of the mindset and, and maybe Mike would disagree or, or agree with me, but 
I'm still of the mindset that Lael's probably going to be a pup list guy um, just because of when his when his knee injury occurred and the severity of it. Um, Cheeto probably less likely, but if he does land on a pup list type of situation, obviously then there's a conversation to be had. Does DJ Turner step in? Is it Sidney Jones? You know, I mean, who who kind of gets in the in the mix a little bit more? I still think Wuzier is probably going to be ready by the by the time and let, barring something unforeseen. Um, just my gut feeling and just some of the things like uh, Mike and, and all the other great reporters have been putting out there that I think that you know he's he's probably going to be ready early in the season. I would think, but ideally, you're right. I think it's Cam Taylor Britt. Um, it's Wuzier on the, uh, you know, as your starting guys, you got uh, Hilton in the slot and then Turner's maybe your CB4 to kind of start things off. And that's a good fallback option because as these aha moments kind of occur, when you have the athletic profile and you have the 428 speed, your recovery and reaction time, if there is some sort of mishap in a coverage is a lot, <laughs> you could recover a lot better than if you don't have that athletic profile. Um, and, 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 and also when you're DJ Turner, you have that athletic profile and you're playing, you know, potentially cornerback four, you're not going up against, you know, a, maybe a DK Metcalf or some of the, you know, the wide receiver ones out there that are going to be on your, your schedule. So um, I think, you know, I think he's going to be down the pecking order a little bit and that's fine because that's, that's going to, you know, be a pretty good option, even, even further down. Exactly. All right, Drags. I I know you're in your car, so I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But just to give a couple updates here on your article, it said no uh, Boyd, no Williams, uh, no Reader, and then Adam Ice is in a boot. So, uh, will they all be here? I'm sure they'll all be here and be ready to go for minicamp. Or what's the updates on those? So, so the the big question mark for, I think everybody is watching is Jonah Williams. Does he show mm -hmm. up for mandatory uh, minicamp next week? And you know, if he does, is that a sign that you know he's accepted the role to battle with Jonah? I'm sorry, Jackson Carmen for the starting right tackle position, um, and Lael Collins. Though I think Lael Collins right now is still third in the pecking order simply because of his health, as Anthony right. mentioned. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to see if Jonah Williams shows up at mandatory minicamp next week. I think he will. Uh, but you know that is TBD. Uh, and uh, in terms of Tyler Boyd, I think you know Boyd will uh, most probably be at minicamp. I would be surprised if he weren't. Uh, and who was the other we were speaking of? Uh, uh, Reader. DJ wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think uh, DJ Reader, I believe, from what I understood uh, this week, was, you know, a personal absence. That's not a big deal. And, again, the, the OTAs, until the minicamp, they're all voluntary. So right. I don't think that's a big deal. He's expected to be uh, – you know, here in Cincinnati uh, next week when minicamp gets underway. And Cal Adamitis, um, he's probably not going to be cleared uh, for uh, minicamp. We'll wait and see. I, I think they're shooting more for get him ready for uh, training camp because he had obviously had last year under the belt. He's not a rookie anymore. So, um, you know, get, get Tanner Hudson as many reps as you can because we all saw the value of that. Uh, in the opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, get that tight end ready if, God forbid, something happens in week one against Cleveland up in Cleveland. So then, then that means that Tanner uh, Hudson's most likely going to be on the active roster. That's that's kind of what was my thought. I, mean, I assume he's going to be I if mean, he's practicing that. that. That's an interesting projection. Right. Uh, I don't know that to be the case. We'll have right. to wait and see. You know, it's so early still that right. they could always bring somebody else in from another team or a free right. agent. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to make that jump yet, Strawberry. Right. 
Yeah. And real quick, I, my personal opinion, Jonah would be just dumb if he doesn't show up to, to training camp. And we've I've said this right. a million times on it. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. But anyway, tracks you're in the car. I I don't want to hold you up any any longer. Tell everybody uh, where they can follow you. Uh, talk and you got a great article today. I just got done reading it, so make sure you guys got there and read it and follow tracks because he's awesome. I was able to work on my suntan, so John, uh, thank you very much. Uh, um, at Trags, T-R-A-G-S, uh, clnsmedia.com is where you can read all of my content. And uh, you can uh, follow, please do follow my Jungle Roar podcast YouTube page. It, all you have to do is type in the at symbol Jungle Roar pod on YouTube, and it'll take you right there. Awesome, Trags. Well, I will put, I'm planning on being down there next week. Hopefully, I'll see you at practice. And again, as always, I appreciate you coming on, man. Jeff and Anthony, thank you. Thanks, Mike. See you, Mike. Good seeing you. Take care. Great guy. Oh, Trags is awesome, dude. I mean, yeah, he, he does best. a great job. If people don't follow him, you're you're silly. You should you want Bengals coverage, you should follow Trags. He he and his channel and everything else. He does great interviews, great articles. I mean, and I mean, I personally like him because he always comes on my show. Uh, you know, almost every time I ask. So I mean, that, that's that's another. Yeah, thing. he's so, great. I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good dude. Then, so anyway, AC, what what do you guys got on uh, Cincy Jungle? Because uh, we're I, I'm about to go to watch my my nephew play his last. Uh, football game, so I gotta get out of here at six o'clock. They have an all star game here, so there you go. So you're what, booting what you me got? out. I, it's it's all right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, my Mike leaves, and then all of a sudden it's like bye bye. I get it. I get it. I get it. Forget the Godfather. No, <laughs> I get it. Um, no, uh, you know, it, obviously this is it's a little bit of a slower period. It's gonna pick right. up next week, and it's gonna pick up you know through training camp and everything. We're still chugging along on our show, the Orange and Black Insider, and we're we're kind of doing you know fun little. It's arbitrary list season, so you know we're doing p- potential breakout players and stuff like that, uh, and that'll continue. We've had a couple of fun interviews the last uh, handful of weeks and months, um, so looking forward to potentially doing some more of those. We're raising some at least right for Orlando Brown. He's doing some work with Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, the Greater Cincinnati chapter. So um, if you want to do a super chat, we also have a GoFundMe page, all that kind of stuff. Um, we. We'll, we'll we'll take the help as you can give it. Um, but yeah, myself and John cheering and then just, you know, putting up all the news and content on our social media sites and on Cincy Jungle, just uh, keeping keeping at it. Yeah, and you're you're about to have a under construction a house like 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 I've had the last two years. So uh, I, I'll pray for <laughs> Kevin. You. Kevin said to ask about your kitchen. Yeah, you were telling oh. me before we took the air about your your kitchen. Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin's always asked about my kitchen. I, I, that was my project this year. I got I got. What what'd you do with the counters? Did you redo the counters? Uh, well, we ended up buying used cabinets and counters. So I got marble countertops nice. with these cabinets. Nice. So I didn't put the counter, I didn't put the countertops in. I had I paid somebody to do that. I, I damn near okay. did everything else. And that the funny thing is that was the night that Ted Karras was was down at the Holy Grail, and oh, yeah. Greg and Pork Chopper down there saving a seat for me, bugging the crap out of me. Like you got to get down there. I'm like I can't leave yet. These guys are putting my countertops in. So I was like the last <laughs> thing to get done. I'm like I'm trying to get done to get down there, but yeah. It's 99% done. I got like some trim and some other stuff to do. So it's fine. I guess I had that. My daughter graduated high school. I'm like, it's just been a whirlwind. And going to football game tomorrow. And then like like uh, my buddy here, Donald Cook, says, I'm heading north. We're going well, to Minnesota hey, tomorrow. Hey, my man. I mean, if there is a time for this stuff to come your way, <laughs> it would be in the slow period of the Bengals season, right? So, right, I mean, exactly. you can – Yeah, yeah. yeah that right. way you can juggle it all. But, uh, no. no, I appreciate you having me on, man. And, um, you know, it looks like I'll be – Potentially going to some games, possibly one. Yes, let me know. Too. We're gonna so, hang out again. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be in contact. Yeah, and hopefully I can 
come out for more than just a couple of days and kind of make a week out of it or something. If hey, I get you, out there, you can so. stop by the ice cave and you see, see no. this place. You can check out my big deck. The, and, like, the, the legendary, the legendary. legendary. <laughs> I got booted out of my own man cave because I, I made a different bedroom for my son. So I'm probably relegated to my garage. So I'll have, to, I'll have to live vicariously through your, your, your ice cave. You'll be like Dale. You'll be, you'll be kicked out to the garage. <laughs> Anyway, AC, man, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, everybody go follow AC, watch Cincy Jungle. I said that he is the godfather. He's the originator. One of the first guys I ever watched her do a podcast, so that's why I always call him the godfather. So, AC, as always, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Good day. All right, guys. A little short show. Like I said, I got to get going. I'm going to go on vacation. Well, just for the weekend. I'll be back Monday. I have no idea who's going to be on. I got to reach out and do some stuff. But, you know, I'll find somebody to come on and we'll talk some some, uh, Bengals. Maybe I'll get Dale on. We'll have, you know, uh, ice brew days or something. I don't know. Anyway, let me get to the Facebook group set. Let me laugh. Sure, man. I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hude Nation, Hude Legion, Radical Reds, Bearcat Ruckets, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. They can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I did put yesterday's show up on the podcast. So, if you want to listen to yesterday's show, you go check out the podcast, or you can watch it on here, right here on the channel. I'll be pulling this one off, I think. Maybe at the football game, I might be doing this and putting it up there. So you guys can check it out, listen to everything that Trag said, everything that AC said, and, you know, just support the show. It's on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. We're at 2,209 subscribers. Like I said, one for you guys. I won't be able to do this. I appreciate you guys hanging with me. Like I said, summertime gets a little slow. I did talk reds yesterday. Maybe we'll talk some more reds. Who knows? We'll see. It's a fun time to be a Cincinnati fan. That's all I got to say. It's a fun, fun time. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday. And that's your sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they got to play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This old boy in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet to seem like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. 
Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing way. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy, eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I best surmise you'll find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up.